Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Scoop Order. We are live. It is Wednesday night. It is National Signing Day, which used to be a huge day. It is not a huge day anymore, but we still are bringing you guys the goods. Uh, the entire squadron of coaches met with uh, media. A lot of interesting stuff came out of that today. Ryan Day has some really interesting stuff to say. Uh, you know, and then there's a lot of the also uh, vanilla that normally comes from these things. But there's some pretty interesting things that we can pick up on, see if you guys picked them on it too. Uh, super excited to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to get Nevada Bucks thoughts on some of these issues, and uh, we're going to celebrate a 2023 class that I think is a fantastic class. We've got a lot of really good players. A lot of kids came in early uh, to compete for spring football, and we've got some absolute monsters in the transfer portal that we're super excited about. So we are going to crank this thing up and talk about it. With that being said, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, showing up, and showing out. Uh, again, you guys clicking that like button is always huge for us. Clicking subscribe, also huge for us. We are cranking content for you guys nonstop. Uh, this is what we do on BuckeyeScoop.com every day, all day. Uh, we are just nonstop working on that site, always getting you guys the best inside information in the game for Ohio State football. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you guys are one of the great supporters of Ohio State football, you should do one of the wonderful things and join BuckeyeScoop.com because it is a blast. And we have some of the best people associated with Ohio State University, including people inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center that belong to our website. So we appreciate you guys and we would love to have you guys join us on there where we are on there 24 hours a day. With that being said, I am going to bring in my good friend, Nevada Buck. Nevada, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. This was, uh, I, I thought the press conferences today were notable in that there actually was a couple of things that were said that were semi-interesting because typically you don't get that. Typically it's the same pablum that they kind of, all the coaches get up there and babble about, you know, you know, you, you don't have, you don't have a Mike Leach or you don't even have an urban Meyer, you know, go out there and say stuff that, that was really, you know, you know, truth, you know, it's, it's kind of like in, in wrestling, they're like, you know, is it a shoot or is it a work? And, you know, most of the time it's a work, but I thought today that, uh, you know, I, I thought Ryan Day said a couple of things that, you know, he was, I, maybe this is the new Ryan Day. We're getting a little bit more unvarnished, a, a little bit more direct and uh, a little bit more honest assessment about things. And I, I, I found it enjoyable. I really did. Yeah. I, I think that you, you felt some frustration from Ryan. I felt that there was some 
you know, he talked about the targeting call in the Georgia game. Obviously, you can see he was visibly angry when he was talking about it. He never really got an answer from the Big Ten crew, the Pac-12 crew, the National Officiating Committee. I mean, they all just basically gave him some some mealy mouth pablum, which he was not really appreciative of. Uh, some of the the real tea on NIL, which is interesting to see. Um, you know, and again, they, they literally, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger media gathering in history in terms of having all the all the coaches, Mark Pantone, um, I don't know if they had the janitors out there and the cleaning crew and the chefs, but they were all out there for interviews today. So there was a lot of stuff. Uh, Justin Fry said some great stuff. Keeney Bailey and James Laurinaitis. I don't know if there's ever been a GA who got to talk to the media. Um, surely they never let me talk to the media because they didn't want to hear the truth, which is what I always brought. So they do better than that. But um, and again, uh, appreciate you guys coming back on here. Sue, Craig, Paul, great seeing you guys. Mike, as always. Uh, but Nevada... What was interesting that you heard today at the Ohio State uh, signing day media day? Well, I think one of the things that I think this is going to be something that's going to get a lot of attention throughout Ohio State land and probably you know nationally um, was from a unlikely source was Pantone coming out with his comment about I mean basically I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it I don't have the quote in front of me and I don't want to say it inaccurately but it was something to the effect of hey, for kids that are really focused on NIL, you know, on the national kids, that those aren't going to be our focus. That's not really where we're going to spend our time. We're going to refocus more of our energy on Ohio kids and Midwestern kids and kids where NIL isn't the prime, you know, deciding factor. I mean, is that, would that, you say that's a faithful uh, recounting of, uh, of his quote there, Kurt? Yeah. I mean, um, it, it was it was kind of eye opening to me that he he came that strong with it. But again, it's it's smart. You don't have infinite resources. So basically, he said you know we'll pull out of national recruiting battles if you know recruits are really focused on NIL. If that's like their number one thing, then we're going to focus more on regional recruiting, which is the Midwest, Ohio. Uh, you know where kids dream of being Buckeyes, and it's less of a of a kind of a, a dart throw in a dark room essentially. Um, but yeah, what was your reaction to that when you initially heard that Nevada? Well, you know, I, I wrote this on the board, but I, I really felt like it's it's kind of a second cousin to the old Jim Trussell quote, you know, we only want to recruit kids who really want to be Buckeyes. And um, I think for Ohio State, one, it's a recognition of the difficulties of dealing with NIL. Um, and we've, we've talked long and hard about all that, so we don't really need to rehash that. But it's something that you know, culturally Ohio State's just, just not as good at as these, you know, some of these other schools, it's not really culturally something that's consistent with our values and the way we've done things. So I think we've, we've done it, you know, reluctantly, um, you know, we've done it in kind of fits and starts. It's kind of a little bit of a clown show, but we do it because we have to do it. So for Ohio state, I think it's a recognition of, Hey, we're not really good at this. Secondly, the type of kids whose primary focus is immediate gratification and dollars up front from NIL, as opposed to long-term development and the, the larger prize of, of NFL riches are probably not the best targets for Ohio State and culturally not the best fits for the room. So to me, I think it's a perfectly logical thing that Pantone said. People don't like to hear it. Um, I think pe some people may interpret it as kind of, you know, raising the white flag or, you know, surrendering some of the stuff. But I just think it's a, it's a, a recognition that Ohio State wants to recruit their types of kids, needs to recruit their types of kids, and generally these things work out 
for the best anyway, because I'll just use kids like Tate Ninnis. You don't think Tate Ninnis could have got better NIL deals than they did at Ohio State? Of course they could have. They could have gotten more money elsewhere, but they decided that the most important thing for them is to, you know, practice at Ohio State, play at Ohio State, be developed at Ohio State, be coached by Ryan Hartline, and have a chance to go make X hundred million dollars in the NFL as a productive NFL wide receiver. And that's the kind of kids that Ohio State wants, and that's the kids that they're going to continue to go after. Yeah, I, I think that it's, um, you know, with recruiting, you only have so many days, hours, visits, uh, you have budgetary restrictions. So, you know, do you really want to waste your time on a kid who might be your your dream commitment but has no interest or is going to cost a fortune in NIL that you know you don't have? Or do you want to be realistic with it? It's just like any other sales thing. It's like everybody would like to sell to Amazon, you know, and be their lead distributor or whatever. But are you really going to be able to get in there and get that done? Probably not. So you got to go to something more realistic. But I, I, I thought what Mark said was something that was kind of common sense. You know, if a kid is strictly about, hey, how big is the bag going to be? You know, you got to pay me and my cousin and my uncle and all this other stuff like you know, that kid probably isn't going to go to Ohio State. And if he does come here, there's a chance that he might have an entitled, somewhat toxic attitude. Uh, you know, because he's going to show up with a check for a million or two million or whatever it is. And, you know, that how is that going to play in the locker room? You know, when you've got guys that are war daddies that have played a lot of games and, you know, they're, they're not getting the bag. And, you know, is the kid going to work as hard after you stroke him a check? And, and what if he's a guy that, you know, like a Kenyatta Goodwin, who was a four-star tackle and went to Kentucky, and after one year, he quits, and he portals out and goes to Florida, and you wrote him that check for that bag. And all of a sudden, he's like, well, I'm going to go get me a new bag somewhere else. So I, I, I think, like, what he said was, you know, you really have to be measured, targeted, and you really got to do as thorough of an evaluation as you can when you're off the road so that when you go on the road, you don't waste your time going to see a kid that – you have no chance of getting um, anything to, to rebut on that Nevada. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? Your thoughts on the, on, on my little spiel on NIL? No, I, and, and the thing is like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a Pantone apologist or, you know, not, you know, I'm, I'm neither a, a fanboy of Mark's or a detractor of Mark's, but when he's right, he's right. I thought he was right. I thought he was spot on in terms of what he was saying today. And, um, Actually, I liked it. It was it was one of the thing. It was one of the most refreshing things that I've seen in a while because I'm like, you know, that makes a heck of a lot of sense. I think it's the exact right approach for Ohio State, and I think that kind of a, as you said, you've only got finite amount of resources. You know, people don't realize that they think it's like, oh, let's cast a wide net and let's talk to you know 400 kids and try to develop relationships. The reality is, you can't. You just can't do it. You just physically can't do that. So you've got to target you know, your firepower where it's the highest and best use of your, of your intellectual capital and your emotional capital and your financial capital and otherwise. So um, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a great comment. I thought it was spot on and um, I really liked it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we're going to take some questions early here. Uh, we didn't take many last shows. So this one, we're going to be grinding on the questions. Kirk, who wins the center job? So this is real interesting today. So 
Ryan Day uh, revealed something that I- If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I, I, I suspected pretty highly, just because I know Justin Fry really well, that they're going to keep Donnie Jackson at left guard and keep Matt Jones at right guard. Uh, you know, left tackle, day one, likely going to be Zen. Right tackle, likely going to be um, our guy, Josh Fryer. Center, uh, interesting. It's going to be Cutler. It's going to be uh, the kid from Wisconsin. Uh, there's going to be you know um, a couple guys that are going to be rotating through there. Jacob James is out for spring, which is something that I was personally uh, very disappointed. You know, Hinsman is, is the kid from Wisconsin. I apologize. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, kind of a, a two-man show. I can't imagine that Matt Jones won't take any snaps at center uh, just because, you know, I assumed with Enoch coming back that you, you know, it just made sense to slide Matt in the center, put Enoch at guard where he's played. He started the Michigan game at guard. Uh, and then you put Matt at center where he's, you know, he's played center. He's, you know, he's, he's a six year guy. Like if you put a gun to my head, I'd be putting Enoch at guard and putting Matt at center for day one. But, you know, according to Ryan day and again, this can change on a dime. So this is like the, the initial drop of what they're going to do. But, you know, when, when we got to the 2021 team, there wasn't a single snap in spring where you had Thayer Munford playing left guard. You know, that, that was a total switcheroo when they got into training camp and they said, you know what, Dewan's playing really good. we we got to figure out how to get him in here. And they went to Thayer and said, hey, Thayer, do you want to play left guard for us? And Thayer, again, Thayer did one of the most selfless things I've ever seen. He went for playing left tackle. Where he was really good to play left guard, which is a total different skill set, different world. Um, and that's hard to do. Like it's hard for a guy that's comfortable with the spot. You know, you wouldn't ask Marvin Harrison Jr. to go play tight end, you know, or something where he has to block and go out of his skill set. So uh that was very interesting. But yeah, it was it was kind of interesting that they said they're gonna keep the guards where they are and and kind of rotate guys around them. Uh Nevada, what was your initial reaction to that? I was I was stunned, honestly, especially when they said Jacob James was out for spring because this is a bit. This was going to be a humongous spring for Jacob James, potentially one starting spot. He's not going to have the opportunity to due to offseason surgery. Uh, but what were your thoughts on Ryan revealed that about the offensive line? No, I. I mean, to me, I, I, I wasn't as shocked, and maybe I should have been. But you know, I, I think we've been kind of postulating that Donnie Jackson does stay at at, at guard, and that and that Zen gets the first shot at left tackle. So to me, it, it, you know, I, I think a lot of people had Donnie sliding out the left tackle, which he could do, but I know that's not Fry's first, you know, first choice. I, I know he'd really like to be a little bit longer out there and um, get a guy that's a little bit more angular and you know, give Zen every chance to do it. Um, was surprised a little bit on the, on the center guard thing with Jones, but you know, he's so, he's so flexible and he's so versatile 
Um, you know, we'll see. Like I said, I think that I think it's you know, look, spring ball hasn't even started yet. These things, you know, change all over the place. I mean, the bottom line is when you boil it down to everything that was said today, what they said is the best five guys are going to play. And we're like, oh, wow. Okay, best five guys are going to play that. Uh, what a novel idea. What a great concept. We're fully behind uh, that idea. To me, the best five, As it, if I had to bet right now, I'd go, you know, Fryer, Enoch, Jones, Donnie, Mikowski. But I reserved a ch- right to change my mind. And, you know, hopefully the uh, the transfer from Louisiana Monroe comes in and, and does great things. Hopefully some other guys come out of, you know, uh, you know, out of the out of the room and and really overperform. But look, we got lots of options. We got lots of things. But the, uh, you know, I wouldn't read too much. I wouldn't read too much into what he said. You know, just yet. Like I said, I think once we get a halfway through spring ball, I think we'll have a, have a much better idea. But lots of options and uh, lots of good ones on the line. Yeah, I'd have Matt Jones snapping every day, ready to go at center again. I just. You know, for me, like the center is kind of the leader of the of the offense. Who's better to do it than a six year guy who's older by a long shot than anybody else in the room? Uh, I, I think that he it made logical sense to put him at center. But I also get keeping your two returning veterans at guard because then you can help the two tackles out and you can help the center out with with the two veterans kind of, uh, you know, uh, in, inundating you know the other guys around him. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they rotate in spring, uh, who gets reps where, how much does Carson Hinsman go with the ones, how much does he go with the twos, how much does uh, Victor Cutler go with the ones and twos. Victor, it's interesting, when I watch this film, he doesn't seem like a super powerful, bullish center type, like a Corey Lindsley. Now, granted, Corey's one of the best centers in school history, but like, you know, I always like big, heavy squatters in the middle, guys that were really tough to move pluggers you could get that push in the middle and you know when i watch victor play tackle he's a lot lighter uh it's a whole different animal again you know paris johnson who's you know one of the most talented linemen we've ever had not as talented as orlando pace but he's pretty talented he went into guard and it was it was tough you know because he's a six seven guy he's a lighter guy uh, he's less stumpy than most guards are and you know, it, it was a it was a, a thing where he did it, took one for the team, and he was fantastic pass blocking. Was learning how to run block those big guys. He actually gained some weight to play guard that year. Lost it when he had to play left tackle this past year. Um, but that's the thing that I don't I don't really see out of Victor is the the lower body strength. You know, the anchor that the, that that Matt Jones has because Matt Jones is a six year guy and he's a he's a horse in the weight room. He's a he's a monster. Um, so that's why I thought it was more appealing to put him at center. And plus, just like the most fundamental thing is he knows the offense better than anybody. He's been there for six years. So, you know, Ryan Day's offense hasn't changed since 2019. Uh, and, and it just it seems like the guy that's been here for that long would know, you know, the calls better than anybody, the adjustments, the protections, all that. So it'll be interesting to see what the O-line starts as at the beginning of spring and who actually is the starting O-line when we kick it off uh, in Bloomington against Indiana. So, uh Nevada, Jim Knowles spoke again today. Uh, really high praise for J- Jihad Carter. Um, thinks that he can play nickel or free safety, which they call the adjuster because they have to have cool names for everything. Um, you know, Sonny Styles can play anywhere. Uh, it, it's really interesting. The safety and the back end is going to be a little bit more competitive now that you've added a couple portal guys. But 
Uh, what are your thoughts on year two of the Jim Knowles defense? And something that I thought was really interesting is that Ryan Day, he mentioned that Mitchell Melton, who was a guy that, who really was killing it in spring last year and tore his ACL in a pretty tragic injury uh, during the spring game, is out for spring, yet he's a a monitored, limited, almost full participant in winter workouts. So I don't know if that's a strictly maintenance or what it is, but you know, it, it's weird that he's working out with the team right now, but he won't be up for spring. But your thoughts on year two of the Jim Knowles defense? Well, I mean, I think the safety you know position is really going to be the most interesting one that they have on the field. And, you know, I, I, I just, I keep hearing that they're going to make, you know, more of a commitment to styles and really try to feature him and really try to do some things with him and try to work the defense around him, even given his obvious limitations and coverage and some other things that they think that they can, you know, they, they can kind of augment with other guys in their room. So I think, you know, for Ohio state right now, you're only going to be as good as your safety. So your linebackers are set, your front four set. you need some depth on the defensive line, but the difference between having a really good defense and an elite defense is finding those combination of guys in the back end. Um, they're going to get it done. And, you know, I, I, I see some of the, the mock depth charts that are kind of floating around. And, um, you know, I'll see people that'll, that won't have Lathan Ransom as one of their starters. And I'm just like, you, I don't think people realize how good Lathan Ransom is. Lathan Ransom had a great year last year. Made a yes, yes, he slipped against Georgia. Yes, he made a couple of bad plays in the second half against Michigan. But boy, he was good the whole year. I mean, he, he was by far our best safety. Um, a, a guy that I know is highly regarded by NFL teams. A guy that's going to go to the NFL and play 10 plus years. And everybody's going to go, Wow, I didn't realize Lathan Ransom was that good. Well, I'm telling you right now how good he is. And he's a great special teams player, he's a great leader, he's a great kid. And, uh, boy, I think he's going to be a linchpin for the defense next year, um, you know, let alone not even a starter. So, I, like I said, for, if you're filling out your depth charts, your little uh, Ohio State depth chart thing, make sure that you, you write Lathan Ransom in, but write, write him in in pen and then go over it with, like, permanent ink or something like that because he is definitely a, he's definitely a starter. Um, he's one of your stalwarts, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's in the mix for uh, some sort of postseason accolades next year. I think I think he's that good. Yeah, I think he's going to have uh, a lot of preseason hype. I think he'll be preseason All Big Ten. Uh, might get some some second and third team preseason All American looks, but I agree. And, and brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. People forget he you know, had a pretty devastating injury in the Rose Bowl, came back uh, quick, and it was probably still healing during the season. Uh, and he had a good year. I mean, he faded a little bit down the stretch, but he's a guy that, you know, Todd McShay and ESPN did a, a way too early 2024 draft prospect pre- preview, and they named Matt Jones, they named Trey Henderson, obviously they named Marvin and Emeka, they named Cade Stover, they named Lathan Ransom, they named, named JT2 Malowal, they named Tommy Eckenberg, and it wasn't just like a name, it was like they wrote blurbs about all those guys saying how these are guys to really watch for in the 2024 draft. So, you know, they're on the NFL radar, and, and this wasn't a big list, this was maybe 50 guys in the country, so it wasn't like they were just talking about guys that were seventh round picks. This is the guys that are projected to go in the top two, three rounds. So, you know, and, and again, I, I think that year two in the system, potentially better pass rush, uh, you know, more coordination. I think it's going to do wonders. Um, if you guys are live on this, on the chat, type in who you think are starting three safeties. Will be. So real quick, the bandit is essentially a strong safety, you know, cause they're going to use fancy names. The adjuster is essentially your free safety. And then the nickel is just the nickel. So, you know, you guys that are football heads, Madden players, whatever, you can kind of picture the different roles for the different guys. And uh, so, you know, Lathan last year was the, he was the adjuster, the free safety. Josh Proctor started the first game of the year against Notre Dame at that free safety spot. So Nevada with Josh Proctor, who's, you know, a kid that came back for year six. A lot of people were shocked he came back. He didn't transfer. He stayed for another year after getting benched early. Where would you project him to play the most snaps out of the three safety positions on Jim Mills' defense? Well, I mean, I'd have him at the adjuster, but, you know, I think he could play, you know, he could play any of them. I mean, he could play the bandit as, as well. But, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that you want to put in a high-impact position. You want – I mean, he's – He's the guy that can create those turnovers. And, you know, we talked about the Ohio State defense last year and what was kind of lacking. And it was it was sacks and turnovers and those those kind of big game-changing plays. And, you know, we just didn't have enough of them. And, you know, a guy like Josh Proctor is a guy that can deliver them for you. And sure, he may miss a tackle or maybe out of position here or may freelance there. But, you know, I think it's worth the trade-off with him. I think he's, you know, you put him in that position and he has a little bit more freedom to freelance and do some things, but look, we've got like, like you said, you said, you just, you've got Jihad Carter, you've got Sonny Soaks, you've got, um, uh, Lathan Ransom. I mean, Sonny Styles, yeah, Sonny, yeah, Sonny, <laughs> Sonny Styles, Kai Stokes, uh, Lathan Ransom. I mean, you've got a bunch of guys that are going to, that are going to have to play and, and, you know, if they're not playing, they're going to be leaving it. The, the thing about Josh though, was, I mean, he had to have some assurance. I mean, he's a six-year guy. For him coming back, and you said, like, you know, for this was being his final rodeo, he has to know that he's got a role on the field. That's why I, I just I can't imagine that he comes back for a six-year and then sits. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I've seen weirder things happen, but uh, I'll just start calling him Josh Stokes from now on. That'll that'll cover all three guys. 
Josh Kai Stokes. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree with Proctor. Like he's got to have a role prescribed to him. He, I'm sure he sat down with Jim Knowles. I'm sure he sat down with Terry Eliano and kind of said, Hey, where did it go wrong? What happened? Cause again, like, you know, Taraj the Mitchell is a guy that, you know, two year last year in, in 2021, he was a starter. He was a captain and then he got benched and it's like around Ohio state, man. It's like, you don't ever want to get benched. Cause if you get benched and the guy behind you plays well, all of a sudden your services are no longer needed and you're going to be watching for this year. So there's nothing worse than when you're a captain at Ohio state and you get benched and you're just kind of watching, you know? So Taraj just took off, went to Florida. Again, I don't fault anybody for leaving if they're not going to play. And, you know, Bill Green projected he'd go to Florida. And I think a lot of people in the Woody Hayes projected that he was going to go to Florida or elsewhere or somewhere where he would be guaranteed to start. And then kind of at the 11th hour, he decided to stay. And it was, it was fascinating to me, man. Cause again, I've, I've said, I say it on every podcast, I swear to God, where it's August 12th, Jim Knowles says he could be the best safety in, in, in America, which is gaudy praise. You think that you're thinking like Sean Taylor, Mike Doss, Ronnie Lott, like some superstar safety. And after one play, he got benched for the rest. So, I mean, there was some disconnect that was strange and I didn't really understand. Um, Nevada, as we get into, uh, we get into the coaches being off the road, the insulation, you know, one of the questions that Ryan day was poised today was what are the gyrations going to be in terms of play calling in the spring? How are you going to work it? And Ryan day did the, you know, we're going to get a lot of game situations, which means they're probably going to go over to the stadium a lot, put Brian uh, Hartline up in the press box, have him actually try to manage a game, call a practice, uh, you know, I think you got to do that a couple times. You probably don't have to do that every time. A lot of times you just call the plays from the field. Um, but do you think, you know, by game one, Brian Hartland will be ready to go? And do you think there will be any reticence in Ryan Day's thought process and that, man, I really shouldn't have given that up because I'm really good at calling the plays? Yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be, you know, there's definitely going to be some pushback there. But, I mean, the reality is, you know, I mean, they're committed to it. They're committed to it, and they're going to do it, and they have to do it. They know they have to do it, and it's not like Brian's going to go up there and, and Ryan's going to be like, okay, Brian, you're going to be the offensive coordinator. You're going to call the plays. You're going to be off the sidelines. You're not coaching the guys. Go up to the booth, and then you go up there, and, and they just disconnect the, you know, the walkie-talkie and doesn't talk to him the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, you know, he's going to be calling – the place and i i think it's just a question of of you know how many times does he get overruled how many times does you know does ryan day you know chime in uh, because i think that's going to be a process but i think from day one it's going to happen because they're committed to it and ohio state has told brian day that this needs to happen so i you know i i while i think part of this was ryan's decision i can guarantee you that it was not 100% Ryan's decision. This this came from on above, on high, and um, I think it's uh, you know it's been mandated, so it will be, and I think it'll be to the to the benefit of Ohio State because you're really going to get the best of both worlds, which is another perspective from Ryan, and is and it's not like you know Ryan Day's gone, so uh, I I you know it, it it's going to be different, but I think it's going to be even better. Do you think there will ever be a point where Ryan Day will resume being the play caller at Ohio State, the primary play caller? No. 
I think uh, I I think they're they're done with that. I think they're done with that. I think that they they don't think it's a good idea. Um, you know, now if Gene Smith changes and you know Jebediah Day comes in as the the new AD or something like that, and he uh, says, says Ryan, let's go. I, I want the play calling back. And you know, I mean, yeah, they, if there's a complete regime change and uh, you, you know. You know, Brian Hartline's gone, and there's there's chaos and fighting in the streets. Then, yeah, that could happen. But I think under this current regime, under this current set of circumstances, Ohio State is does not want the head coach calling the plays. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it's it's. I'm kind of torn on this one. And, and again, I get that Ryan Day has to be more of a head coach. He needs to be less of a coordinator, less of a play caller. He needs to manage both sides of the ball, especially when the defense you know needs him you know there's times where he's got to be on both sides of the of the headset you know the head coach is the only guy that has the channel to offense and defense and it's for a reason so that he can communicate with them you know see where they're feeling how you know what are they doing what they need to do you know do you feel like you can stop them okay we're, we're gonna go for it on fourth down here so just get your group ready to go um as opposed to just walking around calling the place and again calling the place is is what got him the head coaching job he was a fantastic play caller really revolutionized the passing the throw game at Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins uh, and JT Barrett really in 17. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting to see Brian Hartline's progression. I think Brian is going to have to really get fluid with the run, the running game. Uh, he's going to have to really know protections better than he ever has because it's a big leap to go from a position coach, especially when you're a wide receivers coach, to – being a coordinator, you know, like when I look back at being an O-line guy, it's like, you know, I didn't really care about what the receivers were doing because I was so focused on blocking. So, you know, Brian Hartline is a, a technician, a technical guy, and, you know, he doesn't really care what the O-line does because he's got to make sure that Marvin Harrison is coached up on his on his releases and his top ends and all the little nifty things that you have to do as a wide receiver. But now when you're the coordinator, you got to do it all. And that's why I always, in my mind, if you're, if you're telling Kirk, how would you structure the coaching staff? I would also always have my play caller be the quarterback's coach. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or at worst, the tight ends coach. Just because I like the tight ends coach because you only coach one guy. It's the easiest. It's the easiest place to coach on the entire staff and you're with the running game and you're with the passing game which when you're the offensive line coach you're not around the passing game at all and that was something that you know ed warner struggled with in 2015 when he was the oc and in 16 and when you're a receivers coach you're not really with the running game like when you know when they're doing inside run drill you're down with the receivers and doing one-on-ones versus the secondary so 
I think that Brian's going to have to learn how to leave those receivers behind and lead, leave him with Keenan Bailey or leave him with Ryan or whoever and go down and watch inside run to see what's functioning, what looks good, what the offensive linemen like to run because uh, he's got to learn that and he's got to get a feeling for what is successful um, in terms of our offensive chemistry and our offensive team. So that's something that's going to be difficult for him because, again, when you're so focused on making your receivers the best receivers in the country – you're going to have to, you know, trust somebody else to do. You're going to have to trust Keenan Bailey to take him with the tight ends and go do one-on-ones, you know, down at the other end. And you're going to have to go watch inside runs. So that's something that he's going to have to adjust to, and it's something he's never really had to do. Uh, Nevada, I got a question from Sue last chat about your boy, Alan Clark. Alan Clark, the newest Ohio State graduate assistant, who you – nuggeted that he was coming here was that like two weeks ago three weeks ago it's been a hot minute uh tell us about lal and clark he's a guy that uh you know he's coached a lot of nfl guys over 50 um big time dude uh, he's southern ties for recruiting but tell us what you know about the newest ga for ohio state well it was a guy you know yeah we i'd kind of gotten the word that th- this was a, a connection that was going to be made for ohio state kind of put them out there and and uh i think sometimes people think that when we put some of these names out there we're just like spinning the wheel of name and just sort of throwing darts or something like that but no no i didn't just guess a lyle and clark and just kind of hope like wow lyle and clark's coming to ohio state what a great day but uh it's one of the benefits of ha- actually having information from inside the woody um i knew somebody that they coveted i knew they were trying to make this match and you know i, I think this is really in preparation for you know, the, the potential expansion of uh, coaching response, you know, on-field coaching responsibilities and recruiting responsibilities that go beyond the 10. As you said, he's got strong, strong, you know, specifically Louisiana contacts, uh, really a pass rushing special. Say he's an heir apparent to Larry Johnson, um, you know, per se, because, you know, he's got a long way to go, you know, and, and I've got a lot of experience to go, but he's a guy who can be additive in that. I, I mean, this is a pass rushing guy and we need to get after it on our pass rush. And um, he's going to have a lot to say about that. And I, I think it's, it's all going to be positive. I've heard nothing but good things about him. Um, really, really excited to be at Ohio state and, and a guy that, uh, that uh, Ohio state was excited to have. And, you know, we, I think in, in, in my time covering recruiting, I can only – maybe we've had two players out of Louisiana, but I, I remember Nader, uh, Abdullah out of Louisiana. Maybe we had another one, but we, it hasn't been many. Um, but this this guy's got strong Louisiana contacts, and there are a lot of great football being played down there. So uh, that's only beneficial as well. So lots to like about this hire. Yeah, I mean, we went after Tackett Curtis. We whiffed on that. He ended up going to SC last year. But I can't think of a single other guy other than Nader Abdallah. And if any of you in your chat can think of another Louisiana Buckeye, by all means, please toss his name in the chat because I don't know it. Uh, Sue, I hope that was that was a good answer. Again, Nevada had this like three weeks ago, and he said, hey, we're going to get a guy named La- Alan Clark. And I was like, who? And he's like, he's going to be the next GA. He's going to work with Larry. He's going to be you know, maybe not the heir apparent, but at the rate we promote GAs from within to head coaching or to, to full-time jobs, like you never know. I mean, you got to keep the bullpen strong and that's something that, you know, we really have to kind of uh, refill after, you know, Kevin Wilson took a couple of our quality control guys, took a GA, uh, made one a coordinator, uh, made, you know, made the, the kid from Duke a coordinator, made the 
Corey McFarland is his linebackers coach. And again, that's great for those guys because they go from being um, volunteer guys, or not volunteers, excuse me, analysts to being full-time guys re- earning a real salary. So that's just part of the progression. But then you always got to backfill that when you're Ryan Day and Mark Piantoni and you're looking for uh, the the good deal. Um, so I got Mark Nave on the board now, an Ohio lineman offered yesterday by Justin Fry. Toledo Central Catholic. He's a big, big dude. 6'5", 310, guard, kills a guy here, which is always fun. It's always fun to be the pulling guard when you get to kill some little dude. But these guys on the state title, they beat Hoban this year. Uh, here they are running the, the counter play. Just absolutely destroys this guy. Um, again, this, this yeah, I, always, I always make fun of This looks like Mark Pantone right here. Little kick. Oh, my God. That's that's painful when you're when you're the guy at the end of the line and that runs into you. That that stinks. Um, but Nevada, your thoughts? We've really made a, a big leap into recruiting these Ohio linemen. I think that that's a necessity as you continue to um, revamp that room. Again, I think that the amount of attrition we've had in the O line room is something that's unprecedented with the two portal kids, and then you had the Harry Miller situation, and then you had four guys declare early for the NFL draft in two years, which has literally never happened. Uh, but your thoughts on offering uh, some of these Ohio kids? I really like this kid. He's a big kid. And again, I might like him, but if Justin Fry likes him, then everybody that's listening should like him because Justin is a, he's a fantastic talent evaluator, and he doesn't just throw offers out that aren't real offers. So, But your thoughts on, on going on these Ohio linemen? Well, I, I love it. Talked about that a lot on this particular kid. This is a guy that that I've heard about for a while. And they said, you know, the best thing about him, you, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about offensive line play. You know, um, that would that would be silly. But this kid moves really well. And, you know, that's the, you know, they they, they love him when, when he's pulling. They love him when he's trapping. Um, he's got, you know, he's very mobile, very agile, you know, very athletic. And, um you know, you combine that with tremendous size and strength, and you know he's got all the elements to be a really good Ohio State offensive lineman. So really excited about the offer. Love that they're going, um, you know, relatively early on them and, and and trying to get this thing and trying to keep the fence up there. But you know, you had a stat about uh, number of what five stars th- that went to the entire Big Ten. Like, would you, th- what there was some ridiculous stat, right? It was like two five stars went to the entire big 10 in recruiting this year and all of them went to Ohio state and the rest of the big 10 got zero. Is, I mean, is that, is that correct? Yeah, it, it was just Tate, Tate and Ennis. Those are the only two. And then every, it was two wide receivers. And then the rest of the big 10 didn't get a single five star. And an even crazier stat is one of the Notre Dame sites had a, a thing where it said that out of all of Michigan's entire recruiting class, they did not land a commitment from a single kid who had an Ohio State offer or or Notre Dame offer, which, again, that is like that's like that's Michigan State level recruiting. Like, I mean, I remember when we would play Michigan State, they wouldn't have a single guy on their roster that had an Ohio State offer. Michigan always had some, you know, because there's like there's tiers in the Big Ten. There's like the low tier, which is like Indiana, Purdue. And then you get into that middle tier, which is the Michigan States and the West, you know, the, the whatever. Then you get. That next tier is kind of Wisconsin, Penn State, and then that top tier is usually Ohio State, Michigan. So there's like different national tiers. Just that mentally, I've always kind of kept kept you know in mind. And there wasn't a single Ohio State or Notre Dame guy that was that was uh, that had offered either of their schools that went to Michigan this year. 
but yeah, but only two five stars in the Big Ten. Is that was that shocking to you when I told you that Nevada? Yeah, it's a it's a shocking stat, and it it puts you know I mean there, look there's so many different sub segments about that. It one it it you know what does it say about the the talent level in in the Big Ten relative to Ohio State? Uh, what does it talk about the distribution of talent nationally? Um, then when you bring it down to you know position groups, when you say there was only two five stars recruited in the entire Big Ten, and then you talk about offensive line recruiting and the fact that the much maligned stud was able to recruit a five-star offensive lineman in five straight recruiting cycles. I mean, it, it, it puts the, so many different things in perspective about, wow, times are changing, things are changing, narratives are changing. Um, it's it's hard to get these five stars, and especially in the age of NIL. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're not – if these kids aren't from Ohio, you know, we've talked about recruiting being a, a, a local business. If a five-star is not from Ohio, I mean, the fact that, that you know uh, – Brian Hartline was able to go down to Florida and get Tate Minnis. I mean, that's big time. And, and, and that's why you know why when Brian Hartline's upstairs uh, eating, you know, Brit's barbecue or whatever it is while calling the plays, that's why you know he's up there uh, doing that because the uh, – I mean, he can recruit like, like nobody else can recruit. And, and, you know, what he's doing is, is borderline miraculous relative to the other teams in the Big Ten and, and – uh, He's, he deserves everything that he's getting in life because he's delivering for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a great question. Do I like better neighbor Satterwhite? I like Satterwhite. I watched this film. Satterwhite has a Bama offer from uh, Eric Wolford, who's a guy who's from a uh, coach at Youngstown State. He's a Kentucky. Um, I really like their film. I really like his film. This kid has good film, though. I like him. Again, Justin likes him. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he went on Satterwhite uh, pretty quick here, but you know, you can only take so many guys. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, they've got offers to the Armstrong twins. Uh, they get this offer out. you got to assume you're going to get all three. You probably want to take five or six just because, you know, if some of these third and fourth year guys that aren't projected to be in the two deep are going to hit the portal after spring, you just got to be ready to, to kind of restock that room. Um, Donnie, if Donnie has a big year, he could go pro. Matt Jones, obviously, is going to go pro after six. Um, so you, you got to keep taking these guys that are uh, these Ohio guys. Because the thing I always tell people, because people are always like, well, you got to take only five stars and only five-star tackles. And I was like, well, last year there were like three five-star tackles or four five-star tackles in the entire rankings. And they're all in like Georgia, Texas, Florida, so, you know, those guys are really hard to pull. You know, Samson Okunlowe was a kid that we obviously really wanted. I don't know if he was a five-star or a high four-star. Um, never visited Ohio State. And a lot of these big guys, you know, if you want to do a little 
geography test, go look at Georgia's roster and go look where all their big guys are from. And 95% of them are within three to five hours of Georgia, of their campus. So, and that might be some South Carolina, but I mean, those big guys do not go far from home. Like there's, you know, there, you know, Georgia's not coming up here and offering our offensive linemen. I promise you in the state of Ohio. And I'm not saying that means anything, but yeah, cause we've beaten Alabama with five Ohio kids starting on the O line, but big guys are mama's boys. They don't like to go far from home. And if it's all equal, they're going to go to the closer school, especially if it's a school like Georgia, that's the two time defending national champions. So, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it is. Like, I mean, it's, it's great to want to go after five stars and only get five stars, but you know, you don't want to waste your, your time and your energy and your resources on a kid that you have no shot of ever getting. So that's like kind of the thing that Mark Bantoni talked about with NIL. If a kid is flat out, how much, what's the number, what's it going to cost, you know, how much you guys going to give me, then we're probably not going to win that one. You know, he's probably going to go to Miami or A&M or Florida or Oregon or somewhere with a big collective. But, you know, you got to really be smart with this recruiting stuff, man, because you only have so many, so many hours in the day and so much time where you can uh, be around these kids. Nevada, your thoughts on on my Ohio diatribe? Nah, I mean, big fan of Ohio kids. You know, I mean, for me, I take Satterwhite, I take Nave, I take the Twins, I take them all. I mean, I really, I really would, and I'd be happy with it. I mean, if you can't yeah. develop a great offensive line off of what you have, plus raw material like that, then just hang up your stuff. I mean, I guarantee you, you and I could do that. Give me a six pack of Red Bull and a subscription to Netflix and a lawn chair. And I'll go out there with you and we'll coach those guys up and we'll have, we'll have a, a workable offensive line. That's great raw material. You can do it. You know, bring back Kurt.com. You guys can go to that website right now and, and, and sign the petition to bring back Kurt to the, uh, to the coaching ranks at Ohio state. Uh, if it comes up domain, not known, then the, just, just be patient. Just keep hitting refresh and uh, we'll bring back Kurt. And we'll personally oversee the reconstruction of the uh, of the offensive line because that's what needs to be done. So this is William Satterwhite. I I got yeah. They have him playing right tackle here. Um, I I love him. He is a finishing machine. He's a beast. Um, again, both the thing I like about him, uh, both these guys, is they both play really good ball. I mean, these guys literally played against each other in the state title game. Uh, Toledo Central Catholic actually upset Akron Hoban, which is a mild surprise because Hoban beat Maslin. Most people projected Maslin to win it all. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I take them both. I think they're both really good kids. Uh, this kid's a nasty kid. He moves really well, uh, really fluid. I love watching Akron Hoban's film because they play literally it's like the beasts of the East. They play Ignatius, St. Ed's, you know. I mean, after you get through the first three games where they're like these prep schools, it's like the who's who of – of the murderers row of, of college or of high school football in Northeast Ohio. So, and then you get in the playoffs and they're playing, you know, some mate, you play Maslin, Washington, they play Toledo central Catholic, um, big time schools. So I, I love watching their film because you're not watching them against thirds, but this kid is super light on his feet. Um, again, I, I really like him. I don't know if you'd project him as a tackle, but if your feet are light and you can move, you can play tackle. Like that's why I, I think Donnie Jackson can play left tackle. Cause if you, put a gun to my head and said, Hey, who's the best guy to pass protect versus JT Sumalal on third and eight. You know, I, I put Donnie out there. I've seen him move. He can slide real naturally. They played him at left tackle in spring last year as a second team left tackle. Uh, you know, if Paris would have broke a shoelace, they probably would have put him out there. So why would you change it? Um, and again, I get 
Justin wanting to keep the guards there. Because I, I get that mentality where you want to keep the two solid pieces in the middle of that line where they can help the center and help the tackles. But, you know, for me, man, if it's if it's up to me, you know, if Matt Jones, the only reason I would keep Matt Jones at guard is if he's just super reticent to play center for whatever reason. But I don't know why he would be because that's kind of the, after left tackle, being the center is kind of the, the main driver of the O-line. Urban Meyer used to call it the apex. So he's kind of like the leader of the crew. Um, so you know, I, I, again, I put Matt at center, but again, you know, what, what they start off with in the spring ball is likely what they won't end up with when they start the season, just cause I've seen things change, you know, guys get hurt guys, you know, ascend guys, descend kind of all over the place. Um, keep the questions coming guys. We're going to grind here for a little bit longer, about another 15 minutes, but I, uh, I really love, um, I love the questions. You guys really bring some good stuff. It makes our stuff really good. I love the petition sign to that. I see you're going to get me in trouble. You're going to have all these people signing these fake petitions. So, um, yeah, Ben Roebuck, I don't, Ben Roebuck's an interesting one. Cause you know, they offered the Armstrong twins. Roebuck is a giant kid. Um, maybe the tallest tackle in Ohio. I mean, he's a six, eight ish, six, seven ish. He reminds me honestly of like one of those really big Wisconsin tackles. Like I think if he went there, if Luke's going to do the stuff Wisconsin's done for the last 50 years with Barry Alvarez, like he would be absolutely perfect. If you put him in, I can see the W on the side of his head now, but I mean, I think he's a Michigan lean, but he reminds me of one of those big giant Wisconsin tackles. Um, but people, they're not sure if his feet are, are good enough, but I, I think is, you know, when you have length, like he does and long arms, it can make up for having average feet. If that makes sense. If your feet aren't the quickest, but you have long arms, like, you know, it's something that helps Dewan. Dewan is 370 pounds, so he's not going to be the you know the, the quickest guy in the world. I mean, he's really quick for his size, but the thing that saves him is his arms are just astronomically long. You know, so he can deflect guys even if they beat him. He can still get a, one of his giant hands on him and push him around. And when he gets to the league next year, that's going to be huge. But uh, Nevada, I don't know how, how close you follow Ben Roebuck from St. Ed's, but he's a guy that last year coming into his junior year was probably the number one lineman in Ohio. We haven't pulled the trigger on him. Camp was okay at camp. Uh, likely going to go to Michigan with uh, the Hamilton kid. But, you know, how many, if you're Justin Fry and Mark Fantoni, how many offensive linemen do you offer this year? How many are you wanting to take this year? Uh, I think it's five. I think that's how many I'd take. I don't think you need more than that. But, you know, again, I, I, and I think that's probably going to be an annual thing. I think it's just the uh, the reality of life in the portal, you're constantly going to be churning guys out, either transferring to play elsewhere or transferring because they just can't, you know, can't cut it here. And you're going to be constantly moving people through that room. So, you know, no position on the field plays more guys at one time than the offensive line. You've got five guys playing at one time on the offensive line. So you need to, you know, you need to have bodies that are rotating through there. And, you know, you, you churn out your bottom two or three every year, add a couple new guys on top of that. There's you're in that four or five range and bang, there you go. But uh, as Roebuck, yeah, yeah, I think it's probably Michigan or, or Minnesota. You know, I can see him with that M on his helmet as well. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll do well there. Like you said, I'm, I'm, if Ohio State goes on, I might be excited. Because I think any of these Ohio kids are good enough. You know, just you know, we've talked about this a million times, but nobody thought Daryl Baldwin. I mean, I, 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 nobody would, the guy got more garbage than Daryl Baldwin. And yeah. He ended up starting at right tackle on a national championship team. So you're not going to tell me on any of these guys, oh, it's impossible. We'll never beat Team X 
with this guy playing offensive line for I I I don't believe we won with Daryl Baldwin, we won with Jacoby Boren. Um, you know, we can we can win with with uh, and I'm not saying whomever at thing, but you, you give me you you bring me three or four or five you know big time Ohio kids every year. Uh, you know, I, I will put a a national championship worthy offensive line out there. I, I assure you um, that can be done. It has been done. And uh, we just got to find the right kids. And if Fry offers them, then he definitely feels like they're the right kids. And I'm all in on that. Uh, Jonathan Wells, J-Dub, was from Louisiana. That's a great call. I appreciate that. Uh, Sue. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quick question. Nevada, the lack of five stars to the Big Ten. Just a reflection of our conference being unwilling to pay? like the others do or is it just a, a reflection of the population your thoughts i think it's yes and yes i think it's just you know you know when nil came i was one of the first people one of the lone voices that came out and said you know i really see the opportunities for this thing to turn out to be not quite what we thought this is going to be and boy i would just get shouted down man i would get shouted oh no wake me when texas a&m does really well or and i'm like no you're missing the point the point is it's going to change the dynamics of recruiting it's going to change everything from comfort in relationships to comfort in relationships and dollars and um it, it it's, it's going to be used for evil and not for good it's not just going to be guys getting a local endorsement deal from rally's hamburgers it's going to be used to recruit it's going to be used to recruit high school kids it's going to be used to recruit transfer kids so um you know i think it's it's a direct reflection of it's never been culturally part of the deal in the big 10 for any of the schools to really be out there be we've never had an old miss of the big 10 that was just a rogue school out there buying players left and right or, or doing any of that um, and then, you know, you've got the population switch and where's the best football being played, you know, before, you know, Ohio would be right up there on the list with Texas and, you know, uh, California and Florida. Um, now it's, it's switched. Now it's like, like you said, Georgia's, you know, playing some of the best ball, Louisiana's playing some of the best ball, um, and Ohio slipped a little bit. So I, I, you know, and, and the other schools really, you know, from a national standpoint, I mean, Michigan doesn't put out anybody, but you know, barely anyone. You know, Iowa, maybe one kid every five, 10 years, you know, some, you know, Wisconsin linemen will pop in there every now and then. But, you know, it, it, other than Ohio, it's really a wasteland for recruiting. So between that and NIL, yeah, it's, um, we have to do, do I think it's the death knell for us? No, not at all. I mean, Ohio State came within a kick this year of winning the national championship. So we're right there. 
we're going to continue to do it our way. We can continue to find, you know, take, getting kids like Tate Ninnis. If you get kids like Tate Ninnis every year, you know, then let them have the, the NAL kids can go somewhere else. I'll, I'll go to war with the elite kids like Tate Ninnis and uh, we'll, uh, we'll line it up and we'll win our fair share of battles. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think that, you know, another thing is with the emergence of the SEC is the fact that, you know, a lot of these rankings are done, you know, they're, they're kind of, I don't say they're haphazard, but, you know, guys get really severe bumps up the rankings and they get stars added when they get certain offers. If you get a BAM offer, Georgia offer, you're going to gain a star. If you're a three, you're going to go to four. If you're four, you're probably going to go to five. Yeah, same with Ohio State. Like, if you get an Ohio State offer, you're going to get bumped up from, it's like, you know, Bill Green called it the Buckeye bump, where it's like, you know, and why is that? It's because the the publishers, the Shannon Terriers of the world, they know that they want Ohio State's audience. They want Ohio State to subscribe to their recruiting site. So, you know, if Ohio State signs a top three class, then that's great for business. You know, that's great for business for the recruiting sites. So, you know, the, and, and again, that's not everything, but, you know, when the South has been so dominant and, you know, you look at the teams that have won the national championships over the last 20 years, I mean, Got Bama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, um, you know, us, obviously. But, you know, if you go in the north, we're kind of it. We're the kings of the north. We're the only ones that are really in contention every year that can that can do it. And we're kind of the the hope because Michigan gets there. They haven't been able to get over the hill of the first game. Uh, they haven't been able to sustain. And and frankly, you know, the talent in the state of Michigan is is way down from where it was even 10 years ago. Uh, and Ohio feels some of the same effects, but I, I think that, you know, the way that we do recruiting, I think is the right way to do it. I think that our team is super talented this year. I think we have a very, you know, a, a very, uh, not pro ready, really college ready class coming in guys that can contribute immediately. And some of these young guys are going to get a shot because, uh, Ryan day read off a laundry list of guys that are going to be out for spring that had kind of preventative maintenance surgeries, you know, Mecca Buca. Julian, Trey Henderson, I think Chip will probably be, or not, excuse me, not Chip, uh, Chop will be uh, very limited. Tommy Eichenberg is out for spring. Mitchell Melton is out for spring. So, you know, for some of these young guys, these young receivers, man, giddy up. You know, you, you got two of the top guys, and I'm sure Marvin will be, even if he's not injured, he'll be extremely limited because they're just going to keep him in bubble wrap till the season starts. So it'll be interesting to see some of these young guys Seize their opportunities because there's going to be guys that ain't never been in that first huddle before, and now they're going to be in the first huddle with, with, with the big dogs going against you know the top guys, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, oh, Nevada here. Oh, this is a great one, Paul. I got to get a Paul one in here before we wrap this thing up. Nevada, who wins Defensive Player of the Year in 2023 for the Buckeyes, and who gets Offensive Player of the Year? One of each. Defense. Defensive player of the year, 2023. I mean, you know, the, I, I could go with the chalky pick and, and, and take a Tommy Eichenberg, but I'm going to go at JT Tumalal. I think he's going to have an ex, just a big year. I think we're going to see Penn State types of performances more frequently, not, not, not to that level, but I think he's going to have that kind of an impact. Um, so I think that's, he'll be my defensive player of the year. And my, uh, my offensive player of the year is going to be, uh, boy, so many, so many people to choose from. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Trey Henderson, just because I think he's got to have a huge chip on his shoulder, and I think every time he touches the ball, he's gonna be a danger to take it to the house. So I'm gonna go with Trey Henderson as my uh, 
as my offensive player of the year. And and I'm, I'm going back to your Kings of the North. If you're the, if we're the Kings, Ohio State's the Kings of the North. Does that does that make you like Brand Stark or whatever that the, the blind guy in the wheelchair or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think about which one I would. You'd be you'd which one would be Brand? I'd probably be Hodor. I think size wise, <laughs> you know. You'd be Hodor. I, I, yeah. I, can I be Arius? Can I be Arius Stark or something like that? Can I be like oh, a the chick? You're the, the the chick who like can change faces. Of course, <laughs> of that, like, you're, you're you're the the original face. Uh, the man of the, the yeah, yeah the man of many faces. Exactly. I got to be that. But you got to yeah. be Brand. You got to be the guy Brand Brand the bold or Brand Brand the brain or Is it whatever brand it was. Brand, brand the broken. Brand the brand brand whatever, but he ended up yeah. being the, the head of the whole thing. So yeah, he was he I was mean, brand, brand, he, he was brand the broken at the end of the show. That was his name. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, bring back Barton. Bring back Brand. Either one. Bring back Barton.com. Don't forget go there. Sign the petition to bring back Barton on the Ohio State football someone's, coaching staff. Someone's got to actually buy that dumb URL. And they're gonna make it a thing. I love it. Um, guys in the chat, let's see who are you picking for offensive and defensive MVPs. We will roll. Uh, love to hear your input. I put on some JJ Smith to wrap the night up because if in doubt, watch JJ. JJ is likely to be the new number one player in the 2024 class. I, I just don't see it in Dylan. God bless Dylan Riola, but like JJ Smith is a is a can't miss superstar, and his coach is literally step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I really think he's going to start day one at Ohio State, which, again, that would be an awfully tough thing to do, given how talented that room is, because Innocent Tate will still be there. But, hey, this kid can do it. I mean, he's still going to be a senior in high school this year, and he is a monster. So, uh, any final questions? And we're going to wrap this thing up. Nevada, any parting shots as we close this thing down? No, just uh, enjoyed the comments today. Don't get too worked up about the Bentoni comment about uh, about not – competing on the nil stuff I, I think that's kind of been the ohio state way the the whole time and um just a super productive offseason for ohio state ohio state's so well positioned for the 2023 national championship i mean uh, you you really thought about what you just were like we needed a little bit more depth on the offensive line and we needed some help with the in the cornerback and safety room filled both of those uh those spots in a big way kudos to ohio state you know for responding and doing that and uh, buckle up because it's going to be a heck of a 2023. Totally agree. I think it could be even better than 22. I know me and you are on an island saying that, but if it happens, hey, remember where you heard it first because I think we've got our skill is going to be better. Our quarterback, I think, might not be quite to the level of CJ, but we've always had a great quarterback under Ryan Day, so I don't I don't worry about whoever he picks. If it's if it's uh, Colin McCord or Devin Brown, I, 
I'll sleep like a baby. Uh, the line will be fine with Justin Fry. I think the defense will be better. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And we also have like three tune-up games before we have to go see Notre Dame at South Bend. So I really like the trajectory of this team. I think it's a hungry team. It's a young team. There's a lot of spots available in spring ball. So that always leads to some very fierce competition. So I am going to wrap this show up. As always, we appreciate you guys. We've got the regulars in here. got Sue. Got Paul. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, again, we love hanging out with you guys as always. Um, really excited about about what we're doing on BuckeyeScoop.com. We are on there constantly. It has been nonstop craziness with uh, breaking news on new coaching hires, uh, the kind of the movement around the coaching staff, who's going to do what, uh, inside team information. You know, who's looking good in workouts. There's a million things that we talk about, and you know, we don't even have enough time. We do have more podcasts than anybody. We have the number one podcast in the game right now. So we appreciate you guys tuning into these. Thank you for all your outstanding questions. As always, those really help. And they really make our show different because we love talking to you guys. We love answering your questions. And it's always a blast to hang out with you guys. So that being said, if you guys could leave us a like, those are always huge to us. Subscribe to our channel. Click the little bell for alert. That'll let you know when we go live. We're doing it every night now. We just stopped up two straight hours of content with Bill the Bank Green and Nevada Buck, two separate shows. I like to keep those guys separate because both those guys have a lot to say. And man, it takes two hours and we took every single minute of them to both get cranking along. So appreciate you guys. As always, uh, see you on BuckeyeScoop.com. If you guys are on Apple or Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us that five-star review. Those are huge for us. Thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed there, subscribe there. Every little bit helps. So thank you so much. Buckeye Nation, and thank you, Scoop family. We appreciate you guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Bucks. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.